0: Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up.
1: I'm Julie Hayden, I work with
0: An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show.
2: Welcome, everybody. Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden, true straight <laughs> up. Brought to you by?
1: Um, AmericaCitizenPress.com and Denver Synergetics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Hey, before we get into the show, it's been a little bit, we had guests kind of switching around. And uh, hey, TJ, our producer, Thomas, the great guy who's been. Helping me through some technical issues here. Our three o'clock guest, Judd Dunning, did just text me and says he is available now. He um, he's a Newsmax guy. Had a Newsmax. Um, segment that uh, he thought might interfere, but apparently he's free. So um, we'll go ahead and get him. So, all right. TJ's calling him now. TJ, you are, you guys, you are the best. Uh, just for anyone out there, BBS radio and the folks in we could not do this without them. No, it's, no, <laughs> no. And they should get some kind of extra hazard pay for working with us. Um, but we're going to have Judd Dunning, thankfully now. He's with um, um, Newsmax. And let me text him. He's with Newsmax. He wants to talk about um, Ukraine. I mean, there's so much to talk about there. And then also uh, Daniel Greenfield with Front Page Magazine, David Horowitz's Freedom Center. We initially wanted to have him on to talk about a great column he had, Spies Like Hillary, the Durham mm-hmm. investigation, but also he's got a new column up today uh, talking about Biden's Supreme Court. Pick, right right saying it basically his thing there is uh the the democrats are decided they're going with the very progressive wing um as the opposed hell with to the
2: Clyburn who got him elected the hell with uh, any the, republican the minority sport. communities yeah.
1: exactly uh, exactly uh, you know,
2: just do whatever the far left wants and that's what Biden does. that's right
1: and while we're waiting for um thomas to get a uh, judd on the phone um i think you know a lot going on in ukraine but you know chuck and i were talking about it <sighs> It seems like to me two giant takeaways on this whole thing are, uh, people are texting me, texting me. Okay, uh, TJ, he might be on the 310 number, just so you know. Um, it seems to me that the giant takeaway from this is that two things. One, um, that when you give somebody like Putin leverage, they will take it. Right? And the United States well, by giving away our energy independence and Europe giving away its energy independence. And if you pay
2: no attention to at least what they claim is important to them and poo poo it and and get rid of it before it's uh, hit, then uh, then you're going to get bad results, generally speaking. I mean, Putin couldn't have been more clear that he the, his red line was having uh, Ukraine in NATO. Right. And, and so what does Biden do? He says, no, we, 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 we won't promise. say that. Yeah, right. We won't say that. So, okay. Well, fair and enough. And I heard Marco Rubio say, oh, he would invade it anyway. Well, oh, unsure. he talks to you a lot, Marco. Have, you uh, know all about it. Would
1: have been worth a try, particularly yeah. since we don't want them in NATO anyway. I, right, you know, right. um, and it, 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 the other point, though, is I think that it, there really is something to be said about Biden being such a weak leader. I think if you're Putin, um, just the overall weakness of his character and you have these wimpy, Trudeau, Macron leaders around the world who care more about making sure that everybody is woke and that they have, you know. And and
2: they can be their own authoritarian dictators.
1: Right, exactly than than that. So we've got Judd Dunning with us now. Um, Apparently, Judd just wrapping up a Newsmax segment. He's the author or the commentator on his own radio show, Unapologetic, the Judd Dunning Hour. Judd, thank you for squeezing us in. Sounds like a busy day you've got. Appreciate it.
0: Uh, no, I love it. I love it. Thanks for, thanks for having me. And, yeah, it's always interesting when you're on television because you get bumped in the back for breaking news. Right. But the great thing is you get to watch breaking news. There you go.
1: I worked for years. I was a TV reporter here at the first at the ABC affiliate, then at the Fox affiliate. And every so often, I'd get to do a show on the Fox network, which is just upstairs. And I noticed, because um, I was not big potatoes, I spent a lot of time waiting and then getting bumped. So <laughs> you at least get an yeah, actual statement i just got bumped well like you said at least i got Well, i don't know how you are I at least got my makeup done so <laughs> there was
0: <that.
1: laughs> definitely and, and so why don't i to talk i mean a, a number of things so
2: what is your breaking news that you got to watch a minute
0: ago
1: yeah yeah i guess oh it
0: was it was, the, it was the pentagon with its uh limp uh stance of not even really reporting uh, on what was actually happening and you know america's we're so wishy-washy right now i mean you know i mean basically as we all recall uh trump told putin that he would bomb mass moscow if he went into ukraine I and mean, we had a strong military and and now the military is, is like the doj it's been politicized the cia everything's been politicized in our country it's interesting we're a totally different country than we were 20 years ago there we have of course we had corruption But now politicization is a form of corruption because it keeps us off the center of what's important. So, yeah, that's what I was just listening to the the Pentagon say, nothing essentially.
1: Well, you know, and Biden keeps saying things like Putin's going to be a pariah. Number one, like Putin doesn't doesn't already know that number two like Putin cares it's like Putin and China are now BFFs right and it's like 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 Putin could care less I imagine that Macron isn't going to be sending him some kind of holiday greeting card it's like in the left the world were in anymore to them because the narrative whether it's true or not is all that matters to them it's like somehow they think that they can by canceling Putin and by trolling and shaming Putin he's going to be like oh I guess I won't take over a territory that I consider to be critical to my national security
0: absolutely my uh my i'm in real estate that's my day gig here when i'm not out talking about how much i love this country and what we have to defend and uh, my analyst is a ukrainian 30 year old with three uh kids wow so and he lives by the airport that was being bombed so i'm getting live reports from there this morning and i said well What's it like? And he's like, you know, effing Biden. They're unhappy over there <laughs> with the weakness that has created the situation. He's like, look, this is a lightning war. He said mm-hmm. they're already they already stopped. We're seeing one story. But he said they're already stopped giving out uh, weapons. Uh, yeah. There's a lot mm-hmm. of political theater going on and that, you know, the, the explosions have happened. He said, but, you know, it may be slow, but we all know the power is overwhelming. He said, why didn't you guys give us Patriot missiles? And actually make a stance as why weren't we brought into NATO, and why is it falling solely across, uh, you know, across the United States right now? The Zaleski in the parliament was calling it, uh, mm. um, and he said the thing is, is we know this is just a, a repositioning of global power that is already that Putin's just showing using our countries. Like he doesn't even care about our country. He's just showing the fact that we have a weak Putin and that it's going to be a new global order and using us as that pawn. So that was, you know, directly from a millennial there. He's like 30-something, very politically aware with his family. He said, yet we are going to Poland. I'm taking my three kids later today. And wow. your job is going to be late, Mr. Dunning.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, good luck <laughs> in getting out of the country. I think they said everybody between 16 and 80 has to stay and, and die or something.
1: oh well, men, anyway. Is that like political theater? Do you think yeah. I kind of wonder about that? Well, let me ask you this. I was... well, what are they going
2: to do in Poland? Poland's got 1.5 million Ukrainians there already I mean it, it's it's
1: at least it's not being bombed
2: well not yet um but it's just and uh Zelensky um did a little uh, shout out to Biden and saying you know why'd you leave us alone like this you idiot um so I think the the millennial and the president of, of the Ukraine are on the same page yeah I agree but
0: let's go deeper I mean I think the main thing we have to know is, you know, the prior U- Ukrainian minister there was being called out and up for indictment. Very similar to like our uh, Russia trials were happening there right as this started to happen. We're not the only country with a deep state. And the weird thing yeah. about Putin, I'm not a fan of Putin, is his thuggery for his whole career is, is immense, right? How he's become so wealthy. If you know Putin, there's a great document on Putin's treasures, right? We really know his history. But uh, he does bust up deep state elements when he has to. We don't know how deep. the Ukraine is extremely corrupt. Yeah. So we don't know how deep this goes. We don't know what the full political spectrum of this win. I think Trump knew what was going on. I think Biden would love to be a wartime president. He's not, I don't think he's going to cross over there. But his poll numbers went from 31 to 35 today because he's just oh. taking a position. Anybody who's, in, anybody who's in the office will get a benefit from this. But the timing is insane, right? I mean, we were just about to get information there from things that go way beyond Burisma. Ah,
1: no, that's a good point. Well, I, it's a practical
2: I, matter. It's, 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 uh, uh, you keep on saying what a great democratic state it is. I mean, Zelensky, who's a comedian, used to play a president, now is president. Uh, but he cut off all the channels of his main pro-Russian rivals, saying their propaganda. Then had him arrested and jailed. Uh, you know, this is kind of a Canadian dem- or new Canadian <laughs> democracy. <laughs> no, um, they're not exactly a democracy-loving country, um, and it's it's just amazing uh, to watch. At least I watch our. Our, our networks and, and they, they seem to be all in for World War Three and, and maybe that would right. be great. Maybe be a lot of fun for all of well, us. Well, the COVID nice... is
1: over so the yeah, networks yeah, need something. Yeah, that's
0: right. They need something. You
1: know, and I, well, well, it was fine. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Somebody needs to call up Trudeau and tell him it's democracy, by the way. I think the the distant relative of of Castro needs a a wake-up call there. I mean, it's interesting what we're using as a democratic example. But the Ukraine is seriously compromised. I mean, what people forget is what lives beyond Biden and what lives beyond uh, the EU, et cetera, is the fact that we, have an, we still have a pretty amazing justice system supporting our free market capitalism. They are hindered there. The black market is notoriously intense. And Russia is rough and, and has its thuggery. So, you know, I, I hope that these calls that we're going to get involved aren't going to go any further. I hope that, uh, you know, Trump was fierce but, isol- but an isolationist at the same time. It's really difficult to know what the uh, Biden uh, clone clown or whatever this whoever's in this office leading by committee, what their opinion is really going to be, because he's defaulting to the uh, ironically neocon progressive playbook, which definitely has has its place in the military industrial complex. We're a different America. We look at news differently. Thank you, Trump, for fake news. We all think through multiple layers. So if you go to ground news, I was reading this, you know, there's so much different news breaking right now, but the, right. but the Russian propaganda machine is churning, saying nothing's going on there. And it sounds like we do have a genuine kind of Bay of Pigs moment, mm. although the Ukraine knows they're going to have to eventually lay down unless somebody comes to their rescue. Right. I think they're right. signaling the world they'd like to.
1: Well, you know, and I to me it seems like too. I go back to you know Victor Davis Hanson had um, a, a really good column talking about <clears throat> the times when Putin has the times when Putin has moved and the times when Putin has not moved. Two thousand eight in Georgia, two thousand fourteen in Crimea, and basically it was times when the United States was um, energy independent when, when Russia didn't have the leverage that they have over the United States and the rest of the world, and when they had sort of strong leaders like Donald Trump. And I think that, you know, these, these, um, these, these sanctions are great, but they don't, even Biden acknowledges they don't really do anything. And, and you know, and I'm assuming that pr- Russia and the oligarchs have figured ways around it. And, um, I think that you know that, that the one thing we're not doing is what we really should do, and that's regain our energy independence, which we could start like tomorrow, yeah. and then Putin wouldn't have the leverage.
0: Yeah, that is the main point. There's 595,000 gallons of barrels a day coming in from Russia, and we could have had 830,000 uh, barrels from Keystone. I mean, it's it was absolutely a choice. And now to slap sanctions on it's an elitist disregard for the middle class. Gas just hit six fifty out here. It's higher than Hunter Biden. We have horrible, horrible gas prices. Holy cow.
1: We well, Biden Go says ahead. you should get you. I was going to say, you, I, I, I remind people we're talking to Jay Dunning here. I'm um, a Newsmax contributor. He's got his own radio show, Unapologetic, a commentator, um, analyst. One of the things, I mean, it, it does surprise me that Biden is like, well, you know, we aren't going to really actually do anything that's going to help Ukraine, but we are going to do things that are actually going to really hurt us. us. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's uh, uh, yeah, it's right. like so much. I mean, that's why Trump's America first worked, right? I think Trump would have been okay well what's good for us and how do we protect us against what's ever going on there whether we send in troops or don't send in troops and i mean to me it's like and then and john kerry of course saying well hopefully this won't derail the global climate yeah, it,
2: yeah, it just helps Putin realize that the tundra is warming up and therefore yeah. you know it doesn't get mm-hmm. it doesn't We're get his new- eye off the global warming ball and well
1: and, and then and then they say <laughs> that adam Schiff is like europe needs to wean itself off the russian oil and it's like under what Right. I mean, you know, pogo sticks or something. And so I just think that that you got to wonder, let me ask you this. Do you think they're doing it on purpose? Do you think this is in some bizarre way? They don't care that gas, not only do they not care that gas prices are going to go through the rocket, our fuel bill, our heating bill was double this month. It's it was Russia's this time? It's, it's Russia's I mean, that they just are like, good. We don't want you guys using natural gas anyway.
0: Listen, cultural Marxism thrives in a deconstruction of society and an over-reliance on government in that, in that vacuum, right? I mean, so any negative, uh, any negative problem that we have, a pandemic, inflation, war, it, I mean, war in the right sense, right, when it's using, when it's, when it's sometimes it's obviously just any kind of distraction right now keeps us away from the fact from looking at how miserable Biden has actually been and how he's right. Jimmy Carter on steroids. It's the worst job we've ever done. I mean, we don't have a vote of confidence in this country. We have to sit with our choices or those hijacked, stolen choices that seem to have really been made. So uh, they can just keep rolling. Hillary Clinton, today, 47 times she mentioned democracy in an Atlantic article. Then she tried to tie Putin's uh, invasion of uh, the Ukraine to the January 6th rights and, had, and tried oh, to tie it back to of Trump. This is, how di- this is how divorced from a reality our progressive left is. They love a crisis. Well, right. there, there was
2: a great article. up there where it was, which tied all of the the wonderful um, Americans who had gone into the Ukraine uh, for pillage and for profit, and include Nancy Pelosi's son. <laughs> He'd become a, a major executive at a company in in Ukraine. Obviously, the wonderful Hunter Biden, uh, the Clinton Foundation, yeah. raised eight point five million dollars.
1: was it uh, John and Kerry's son in there? somewhere, son-in-law in one, there somewhere? Yeah, too?
2: I mean, every Democrat in the world was there plundering away as we as we lecture them on on corruption um it's just
1: uh, which goes to your point that there might be something deeper here
0: no i definitively think there's no way this system with its contamination through every administration and how corrupt it is it's not that simple i mean the separatists and the pro-russian forces are very very complicated in that country yeah. So what I agree with my local. I got straight off the fire hose intel from my friend this morning who lives there. I've talked to him two or three times today, and they, you know, he's he's a real Ukrainian. You know, we really right. have gotten become friends. We we work on real estate projects several times. You know, twenty hours a week, and he said, "Look, I just this is a reorganization of the global world order using Ukraine as a proxy to let." The world know that Biden is no longer in charge and that Russia is making it smooth. And I think if we see it as really for what it is, not for the fact that we need to get involved in World War Three and give them what they want. But right. that we need to become like you know, we need to become what Trump put out there. He reversed Biden's weak policies and globalist homogenization of our proud country. He reversed them in six months. So the good news is we can return to glory. But what we have to be careful is we don't want Biden uh, dragging us into something right now to save his poll numbers, which is a genuine risk because the left has nothing. Nothing is working on the leftist plan. There's not one redeeming progressive policy. War is a blessing. At least we're not looking at inflation. At least we're not looking at COVID. At least we're not looking at, at Afghanistan.
1: Well let, me, well, let me, speaking of Afghanistan, let me ask if you think it's, my bottom line question is here, is it going to work? I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, there was a while when Afghanistan completely dominated a news cycle, right? That's all we talked about. Now you don't talk about Afghanistan at all. And I wonder if, you know, so this is going to be huge for maybe two weeks at the most, maybe three. And I wonder if it's and then and then everybody's gas prices are going to be skyrocketing again in the supply chain, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that it's going to work if this was an attempt to sort of resurrect his poll numbers at least at least through November?
0: I I think that the good news is that the left eats its own. I think we all know that. It's like, you know, there's like 30 plus uh percent of americans on the left that believe the election was contaminated now right i mean it's been so bad that this guy didn't win by in a metocracy versus you know for example uh katanya brown jackson today uh (laughs) <laughs> and we're, we're not electing anyone by merit anymore, right? We're electing right. them by politics. So I, I don't think there's, I don't think it's going to rest. I think it's a short-term solution. Like, I was thinking today, though, I think one of the interesting things is right as the CDC is lightening masks, and yeah. we just go back and say, hey, guess what? The vaccine never worked, the mask mm-hmm. never really worked. Uh, the microns were proven never to work. We all know the, the truth. Right as that's being lifted up, before we finally laugh in their face and celebrate victory, we're going to hyper- uh, uh, push ourselves into the war dialogue because right now they're losing COVID. Like eventually in I, LA, we just lifted the mask mandate. Finally, ooh, right? Today yeah, I walked ooh. in, I didn't even know they said, Hey, we took it off. So I think that there's a, they don't want us rallying into a, a proud Canadian trucker country. <laughs> uh, let's focus on war. Let's create some other distraction, well, which is, well, the left Biden, I don't think it's going to resurrect him. No. Joe,
2: Joe Biden does have one more ace in his, in his hand. Uh, which is the takeover of Taiwan by Communist China. Uh, so he can pull that one off. When This one uh, this one fades from the collective memory. He can, he can turn to uh, signaling that that'd be okay if, if they did it. And then when they do it, they're saying they're going against the norms of international relations.
1: Be pariahs.
0: They'll be pariahs. They we'll
1: won't have have the Olympics again, by God.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I had somebody stay with me for a week that actually worked in the budget uh, department of the DOD. And the good news is, is that we are still extremely stronger than every other country. Like we still have that definitive lead. Like progressives will go so far to deconstruct us and, you know, hinder us from a two front war. But she's like, yeah, we really need to beef it up, but we're still, we still have a, you know, a huge hit around. The thing that concerns me is, uh, is hypersonic technology is starting to out defense our defense systems and cyber right. and a cyber attack. It's interesting. The thing we have to watch on the heels of this invasion as we distinctly move out of this is, you know, there's all this talk from like Davos and uh, um, uh, some of the globalists talking about a, um, a cyber attack, which you're already starting to hear the rumbles of cyber attacks right now. And know, really? so we heard the rumbles of, of, a, of, a, of a pandemic a couple of years before, and they even had oh. copyrights before we had COVID right are we headed toward a global interruption and then are we going to blame this is one of the things they're talking about are we going to see a cyber attack which we defend constantly and are we going to blame it on russia they could hijack and heighten the global tensions right now with a with a with a cyber attack and who knows where it could source from so i think we have to stay really aware that there is a global elite now that cares more about power than really just you know have let americans have a good sunny day and a good meal and spending time with our families and prospering there's some bad people out there
1: there are and i think you know you're right about the cyber attacks because i was noticing that too i mean two things on that one it's like all of a sudden everybody's talking about that and they're saying and i mean even adam Schiff last night was saying and if you open it it could be sent to ukraine but it could end up in here too um well they well, they
2: still convince everybody that the uh DNC server was hacked yeah. by the Russians.
1: I mean, we're uh-huh. still
2: believing that. Bullet. No, we don't believe uh, that. But, but my
1: question was, do you think, because you're, you're right, they're suddenly talking about cyber attacks all over the place. And if they did actually what they did in Ukraine, it seems like, well, they could do that here, although maybe we could do it back. How do idea. you? Where do you see that going? That is something to be alarmed about.
0: Well, I I mean, I would say that we have to be ever vigilant and ever watchful that we know a duplicitous left no longer has our best intentions in mind. So the question I would ask behind that is, what agenda does it serve for the leftist elites of our country? So I think that whatever we can negotiate and whatever we can stoke now, it's really all about. You know, can we obfuscate and try to keep this country in 2024, 22 and 24 in the cycle that we're in? I think it's the only thing that our government thinks about the relationship that country and that matters to them. I, I do think that, you know, outright violations of, of some of our, you know, NATO, uh, it's all, I think all that's secure. There's only so far they can go. But I feel like everything around this is a chip. I feel like right now, you know, we have to be very careful. I was, look, I was on the news today. On television, watching the distortion of the news on, and the <laughs> hyper, uh, they were like, you know, they were, the drama was all being focused on the few moments of drama, not the overall picture. You picture. So and, and, I, you uh, know, we just have to be watchful.
1: You know, and I know we only have you for a couple more minutes, but we do our show. We do it on Zoom too. It's, it's live stream, but on Zoom. And so one of our, one of our listeners, Charlene has a question on Zoom. So Charlene, you're why don't you Go ahead. You can ask a question, Chuck, Julie, along with Judd Dunning. Go ahead, Charlene.
3: Oh hi there. Well I, I just cu- am tuning in and this guy is so brilliant and thank oh, you so much for speaking go. up because I think you agree with me a hundred percent. But um you know you I know. I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas and went to church with Hillary for a short while. Yeah. I have never seen her this nervous. Uh she is sending messages out to uh cyber attack Russia knowing full well they can uh do it to us in return. And you know, there goes our online banking, there goes our email. You know, I mean, it's okay for her. She doesn't probably do online banking. But but what I'm saying is she would (laughs) sacrifice the country for her continued power. And that's how scared the deep state operation Ukraine is. It's Pelosi's democracy. It is not a democracy. It's a deep state operation. Did you read Hillary's
2: article? I did not read it. Did you read her, her, her?
3: I didn't read the article. I just saw her tweet where she said, we uh, need to cyber attack Russia.
2: Yeah. And yeah. she said, we did some of that stuff oh. in the Arab Spring, which <laughs> no, really no. worked out. Ju- that no, Arab that Spring no, no, no. worked out well. So
3: she won't take the whole it. place down with her. Yeah. And so- well, she,
0: I, she's dead, she're dead on. I mean, this is what Watergate two just happened. I mean, we tracked yeah. actual, we tracked actual spying on, it became nothing, right? We watched, we watched the re- Ukraine uh, phone calls we right. watched through the Russia crisis we've gone through uh, January 6th the biggest news of contamination came out and watch the 24 the 24-hour 24 news cycle besides your show and a handful of networks out there we'll try to wash this out of the, I mean people a lot of people think that Hillary's finally going to prison and that right before this happened yeah. that we finally actually got the the tool so she could never come back into office Meanwhile, she's blindly posting articles calling out January 6th. I, I think you're dead on. I think we, we absolutely agree. Mm.
1: All right. Hey, Charlene, there you go. Thank you, Thank you Charlene. And i think i to let you go, too. Let me give you a real quick opportunity to tell folks. I, you're brilliant. I agree with Charlene. Yes, where, the, where they can find you and hear you and keep up with you.
0: Wow. Well, I appreciate that. I'm just a humble American who's a rationalist, not a radical. So. I think everything's so front of our face. So thank you for the compliment for such two seasoned journalists. So that's very nice of you. Just uh, follow me on Twitter at Judd Dunning. That's a- J-U-D-D-D-U-N-N-I-N-G. At Judd Dunning. Everything else will come to you from there. You can buy our book, 13 uh, app half reasons why not to be a liberal, how to enlighten others. Follow our show. It's such an honor and pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, hey, Judge. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah,
1: have a great weekend. Thank you, sir.
0: Okay. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Right.
1: Bye. Thank you. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you very much to him. Hey, and Thomas, if you want to go ahead, we can call um, Daniel Greenfield now too. Um, you know, I actually, I hadn't really, he, he has a good point, too, with the cyber stuff. It's And I think he's right. I, just with everything anymore, you know, you just got to ask yourself anymore, what's in it for the globalists and the elites? Well, and old, then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that's what's happening. Well,
2: that old Roman phrase, Cui Bono. You know, Who does it benefit? And, right. And you really, because, you know, you trust the New York Times? No. Well, he <laughs> trusts the Washington Post, you're George, George Stephanopoulos or anything else? No. And so... You know?
1: I think, and I think what's going on with the Biden administration, I think it is in such chaos and disarray that I think, you know, you and I have talked about this, that I think that they only think like one crisis ahead, right? It's like, okay, poll numbers are awful. The economy, there's nothing they're going to be able to do about that. That's plummeting. Um, Everything's, you know, It could It couldn't be, exactly. It couldn't
2: be worse than they make it. And, and they're like, okay, I mean,
1: I go back to my original wag the dog. It's like, okay, because, you know, remember, they didn't hype, and granted, Ukraine is a little different, but Georgia, Crimea, do you guys remember that? I don't remember that like well, at do, all. Yes. Well, you but you remember all of these things. But all I mean though is they're going to hype this up. It's going to be just like Afghanistan in another month no one's going to be talking about it. But by then they will have at least gotten out of the covid thing. I also think one of the reasons they want to distract us from COVID, because we're hearing more and more about this all the time, not always so much from the United States, but from other countries, and that is the impact, the negative impact, the adverse effects of the vaccines. I think that but there they'll might bury
2: that one for. Yeah, yeah I think
1: that there are some they'll very nervous bit. people out all there. All right,
2: Well, we were, we're pleased to have Daniel Greenfield. On line two, or is it line three, line two? Line three. Um, Line
4: three.
1: With Front Page Magazine. He's also with the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Um, Hey, Daniel, thank you for your time on this Friday afternoon.
4: It's always my pleasure.
1: Thank you so much. So I know there's so much to talk about. um, And initially, we do want to kind of get into the column initially I read of yours, Spies Like Hillary. Um, But in the meantime, I saw you've got a new column up um, on Front Page Magazine talking about um, Biden's new Supreme Court pick. What do you you make of that?
4: Well, you know, there were two major candidates. Uh, One was being touted by um representative Clyburn the guy who pretty much put Biden in the White House uh, Mm -hmm. certainly got him the Democrat nomination and and Lindsey Graham had more black support yeah and on the other hand you have uh, the woman who Biden actually picked who was backed by the left and you know once again Biden showed that his first allegiance is very much to the left that he does whatever the left tells him to do
1: what do you think it's going to mean and my guess is that she'll be passed. Um, I of mean, she was, so. she was already, they already approved her. What do you think that means for the Supreme Court? Do you th- any, I mean, I got to wonder whether the, whoever he picked was going to make that much difference. Um, but what do you think?
4: Well, we've seen really with this new generation of identity politics picks under Obama, um, now under Biden, is that these are people who are not very qualified, whether it's uh, Elena Kagan or Sotomayor. Or now Jackson, these are people who, are, who have the right politics, uh, they fit a quota, but they're not really good at convincing other justices to support their various positions. And that is a huge problem because even with uh, her on the court, obviously, it doesn't actually shift the composition of the court. And smart justices, Breyer was able, in some cases, to influence more conservative justices. I don't see her having much influence over conservative justices.
2: No, I think she'll have, she'll be, she'll change the tone and tenor. Breyer was by his very nature, somebody who liked to accommodate things. So he usually was stayed with the, the big three through everything. Uh, but she'll change, she'll have lots of, of vicious dissents, and it'll be a much less pleasant court to be around, but I'm not sure the, the policies will be different.
4: I think that is absolutely true. I'm sure she will be doing a ton of interviews, much like Sotomayor, she'll have a bio out. Uh, she'll be giving a lot of speeches. She'll be a public figure, which a Supreme Court justice is not supposed to be. But within the court itself, I think she'll have limited influence.
2: Well, and, and what, I, what I love is, you know, Republicans nominate a moderate to, to hard conservative in in, in uh, Kavanaugh, or they nominate an African-American uh, in Justin Thomas. And it's all war. It is all war on the left. It is they don't, You don't get a single Democratic vote, or if you get lucky, you get one. And it's just a war. The Democrats nominate somebody who's really pretty radical, not you know one more Yale Harvard trained lawyer like we need one more of those on the court and and all we get is is Paul Ryan going oh this is so fantastic this is so wonderful I, I you know my brother in law's sister first cousin is married to her third cousin twice removed or whatever it is um, and they're all just falling over themselves welcoming her to the court. Um, if she were a Republican, she would every they would turn over. every She would have been drunk stone. in high school. Yeah, drunk in high school and and uh, you know, ten thousand other things. No, she'll go she'll go flying through without without a without a bit.
4: Yeah, I don't imagine the Republicans will have the guts to actually ask no. tough questions or do anything, because they've already, they were already being accused of being racist before the nomination even happened, before there was a pick, they were being preemptively accused of being racism before there was even a candidate. So of course now <laughs> the media is gonna double down on this, and Republicans will be very afraid of being accused of racism.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, let me switch over, if we may, to, to your column about spies like Hillary. Um, I had, I'm still not optimistic um, that, you know, James Comey, or perhaps the people, the Obama, you know, that that they're going to get all the way up. But but can you maybe sort of outline for folks, because you did a great job, this latest Durham filing, what it indicates, and and where you think maybe it's going to go?
4: So unfortunately, like you, I'm somewhat pessimistic. I don't think any any big heads are going to roll. That said, some of the Uh, Some of the behavior here was absolutely shockingly outrageous. This is very much Watergate. Um, This is spying on a presidential candidate uh, by a presidential campaign. That's absolutely shocking. And it's really a kind of a betrayal of privacy because one of the things you expect is you type something into your Internet browser or your phone and you expect that it's private. And uh, this is an example of how it's actually not private. Uh, the sites you're visiting can be tracked by these kinds of dns services um, which stands Mm -hmm. for domain name services and as a result they were able to track uh, which sites were people were going to um, in the white house in trump tower and some other locations and there's technically no they technically did not do anything illegal by doing so because one of the things with hillary with the clintons in general they're very good at doing horrifying things without technically breaking the law as al gore used to say there's no legal controlling authority yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Well, I, that was one thing, too, that I noticed. I mean, it's, it's despite or, you know, and on top of all the, the horrifying things that they were doing to spy and, and to manipulate the data. Right. They were just like kind of picking and choosing and cutting and pasting it together mm-hmm. to make it say what they wanted. But the fact that it's like, well, wait a minute. So these government contractors, I mean, it's like this guy could say, well, I want to see what my ex-wife is doing, which I mean, you know, I mean, if they well, can spy well, on him, they're spying on us, too. Well,
2: it's a practical matter. You know as Beria said, uh, show me the man and I'll show yeah. you the crime. I mean, they're great at inventing crimes all mm-hmm. over the place. And and with Hillary, it's always, well, there's no crime, it's it's legal. Nothing legal is just Spiegel and what they did to Flynn. Oh, yeah, here, that's a violation of the Logan Act. Yeah, that's it. Or no, this is a violation of this, a violation of that. We need a, a Republican lawfare who can <laughs> yeah. figure out all the incredible. You know, you can indict not anybody, illegal. Yeah, everything they do, everything you do. Breathing should be a crime. I mean, they manage to make everything a crime, and Republicans always go, well, it's
4: not illegal. You know, it's, it's pretty good. That's exactly true. The sheer scale, pretty much everything is a crime, if you are familiar enough with the law. We have so many federal regulations in particular that there is absolutely um, every possible way to hit somebody on absolutely anything, On the flip side, of course, if you have good enough lawyers, and they do, uh, they can find ways to take something that is a black and white crime and spin it so that it's absolutely illegal. So this is basically the problem. We have two standards.
3: Yes. Right.
1: What do you think about Mark Elias? He's a Democrat operative, was with the Perkins Coy law firm. I think now he's what, involved with Black Lives Matter and, and is involved in some of the, uh, okay, you can't run for president or any office if you didn't condemn the January 6 people. Um, but, but I understand that he, he's talked to the grand jury. What do you, how do you think? I mean, it sure would be great to sideline him, but it doesn't seem that that's going to happen.
4: It's quite possible. I think he is going to be um, next on the hit parade and taking him out would definitely be a major asset, especially because of his role in various elections um, in this country. And I think that's really what a lot of the Durham investigation is going to be. It's not really going to take out federal people so much. Uh, Federal officials, it is going to go after a bunch of the lawyers that they were using to do the dirty work, Uh, which sends a kind of a message, but it's obviously far short of what people want to see.
1: And that's what I wonder, too, if what they're going to do, if you're the FBI and the DOJ and and all those people, if you're going to say, oh, my God, those horrible Clinton lawyers lied to us. They tricked us and we had no idea. I mean, is that kind of what you're saying?
4: I think that's basically the These guys are being paid insane amounts of money to be the fall guys. But also keep in mind, they're going to go through the federal judges into the same federal judges who are Clinton and Obama appointees who have absolutely Mm -hmm. thrown the book at Republicans in very biased Mm -hmm. ways. Uh, they're gonna give them a pass and that's also the reality.
1: And yeah.
2: well well Sussman's you know the claim against Sussman, um, it seems, you know, he seems like a huge guy for a conspiracy, but, but a material lie of the FBI as if the very, the FBI knew he was lying and everyone through. Right. So it's not much of a charge and and you know, Klein Smith uh, he got probation and then got his bar license back. Yeah, you license. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it seems like. If you're a Democrat, I, we understand uh, it seems ethics like here.
1: Knowingly lying yeah. on an affidavit should be like, what? What um we're talking to the Daniel Greenfield here, front page magazine and the David Horowitz Freedom Center. What about Hillary? I mean, Hillary seems to be trying to make a comeback. Do you <laughs> do you think I mean I was kind of wondering if the Biden administration's DOJ is like, okay, you guys can go, go trash Hillary. Just don't go up to Obama and and don't go after our FBI. I mean, is she gonna maybe be a sacrificial lamb or how do you see this impacting mine but her future political ambitions? Your
4: future. <laughs> the Democrats are in a very strange place because their president and their vice president are both effectively unelectable yet they obviously are determined to run which means they really need a heavy hitter if they're going to take them down but i don't know that anybody in the democrats really wants hillary to be that person but hillary of course wants to be that person so you've got a circular firing squad and i imagine there's a whole bunch of democrats who would not mind if hillary went down that said they're worried about the collateral damage
1: okay okay do you think how uh, the other thing that is discouraging to me is just how long this is take to play I mean you know I guess for people like us who followed it from the beginning and have been from the beginning saying some of these things you know that we were banned from YouTube from saying and now all of a sudden it's like oh that's actually true um do, do you see does, is this going to take other years and years and years or yes. yeah mm-hmm. but how long and how where do you see this sort of going
4: I mean, if you look at the Mueller um, investigation as a template, this is how these things work. They go on for years. Often they don't really go anywhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, there are people making a whole lot of money doing this. And the processes of the legal system itself really just take forever. And that's just an unfortunate reality. If you've ever been around just a court case that drags on and on, that's Mm -hmm. this in triplicates.
1: Oh, yeah, where you're like, I was a reporter, TV reporter for years, and not so much criminal cases, but civil cases, you'd be like, oh, whatever happened to that? And then you'd look it up on pace, and it'd be like, oh, all no, there's it no went emotions. off the Supreme Court yeah. and came
2: back down to the 10th <laughs> <tent> Circuit and <laughs> related back to the uh, first Status,
1: editor. yeah, and status. Well, let me, if if you don't mind, turn to sort of the, the topic of the day and what's going on in Ukraine. Um, Any any thoughts, that, you know, your take on on that and And do you think these sanctions are going to make any difference at all?
4: Of course they're not. Even Joe Biden came to the microphone and admitted they're not going to make a difference. Everybody knows they're not going to make a difference. Sanctions are basically what you do. And these are not even the serious sanctions. They're not real sanctions. They're not sanctions on Russia's energy industry. They're not the SWIFT sanctions, which would cut it off from the economy. So, you know, this is basically like we have to put on a show. And, you know, Biden was pretty clear about this. We're okay with a minor incursion. The Russians are going to go in. We can't really do anything about it. And this is just an extension of that. Uh, the basic signal here is that Putin can do whatever he wants. Biden and the United States are not going to do anything. And, you know, the rest is just a show for the reporters.
2: Yeah, well, And what's a minor incursion anyway? I mean, you know, OK, it, it may be, you know, Keep a full it. scale invasion. But, you know, definition of is and yeah. definition of, you know, it's 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 I, I think they'll pretty soon want to get it off the front page as, as the russians crush the ukrainians and and, and the ukrainian
1: and they blame biden
2: and they blame biden and biden can say oh that gas went up again huh that's that's those russians who did it um
1: yeah I, I, what do you think is that is this in part a cover for biden i mean already the gas prices it's like it can't the, the invasion in ukraine there hasn't been enough time for it right, to impact yeah. the gas prices do you think that that's part of it too
4: He's already blaming the energy companies. And the big thing here, of course, is green energy. They want to aggressively push green energy because so many of the top Democrat donors are invested in green energy. They Uh, were still back better. They were trying to spend tens, hundreds of billions um, at that industry because it is all money in the pockets of the people. Who actually um, donate and fund the Democrat Party. So, this of course creates a great excuse because the price of gas goes up and they start pushing, you know, we need more green energy, never mind the fact that green energy is far more expensive, um, far less sustainable, and is actually completely unpredictable. But uh, this provides an excuse. So, you know, whatever kind of mess they can make with our domestic economy, with the international energy market, also look for Iran. They're going to sign off on Iran getting a nuclear weapon that will. Uh, throw the energy market in the Middle East into a complete havoc. And again, they're going to respond by pushing more green energy.
2: Well, did you see that wonderful interview with John Kerry, where he said, I, I just hope uh, Putin doesn't keep get his eye off the, the climate change ball, you know,
1: that 66% number
2: one of Russia is under tundra, and that's warming up and infrastructure. <laughs> and I just I just hope. Biden, I mean, uh, Putin is sitting there going, uh-oh, oh, okay, Ukraine, that's okay, but well, let's get back to climate change. I mean, talk about investment.
4: Yeah, uh, his stepson is a big investor in green energy, and John Kerry was heavily lobbying to drop sanctions on Chinese solar panels, mm. and uh, Biden went partway, actually doubled the amount of Chinese solar panels coming into the United States, because again, all these people are very much invested in this industry, which depends on first of all, pushing the hoax that there's this crazy um, weather change that's coming. And secondly, creating conditions that will absolutely wreck actual energy industries.
1: Right. Well, and the big problem they have is what are we going to use? Right. It's like all of the, you know, the, the, the electric vehicles. Number one, we need all those rare minerals that we don't have rights to now, which to me, that's one thing. Like, so those aren't renewable either. Um, and, you know, like I said, you know, Europe needs tween off and you know what? Germany closed its nuclear power plants. It's like, wean off to what? Right. I mean, our governor in Colorado put out a statement, very progressive Democrat, Jared Polo saying, we stand with Ukraine. And by the way, we really need to increase green energy. It's yeah. like, okay, Okay, well, what, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing they can't, don't seem to be able to tell me. At any rate, it's like okay, so if I turn off my furnace, I mean, what do, what are you going to use? I, I don't answer that.
2: Well, that allow that allow John Kerry to take another flight. So yeah, can... yeah. Well, do you think that the green energy thing is starting to run its? You know, at a time they had Newt Gingrich sitting on a couch with Nancy Pelosi saying, "We've got to work on this green energy thing." Uh, I have a feeling that that, at least the Republicans being total suckers for it, they seem to be somewhat less suckers for it.
4: Well, it's a bubble. You know, like any other bubble, it can only get so big. But, you know, it's getting pretty big already just because of the sheer amount of regulation investment. Uh, They're working to try and basically cripple uh, conventional oil companies and make this the only alternative. And, you know, I'm in California. I can see this on the ground. Um, it's evening and all the light starts flickering because, of course, that's when everybody's plugging in um, their electric cars. Yet at the same time, there's no sunlight for solar and wind is erratic. So it's a complete disaster. And they're going to respond the way they do here with more and more rationing. So they're never going to admit that their entire setup is corrupt and unworkable, that solar and wind is no substitute for nuclear, for oil, for gas. What they're going to do, say, keep saying is that people are using too much. They're going to raise prices. Prices here are already insane. Um, the gas station down the street is charging six bucks mm-hmm. and they're going to keep on doing that. And the response is going to uh, completely wreck the American economy. But they're fine with that as long as they get more money and power. <laughs>
3: exactly. yeah, they're, they're, tip their own
1: personal
2: economics will not be <laughs> destroyed. Right. It's like COVID. I mean, the richest. Here in Colorado got much richer. Uh, It's just the middle class, small businesses businesses, that that were closed down during lockdowns that have now been proven to be totally worthless as far as stopping COVID. So it's a double win for them. (laughs) They they got to push everybody around and get rich doing it. Follow the money.
1: That's right. There we go. Well, Daniel, let me ask you, like I always like to ask our guests, because you've been great. um, Where can people find you, read you, follow you, get more information and and hear what you have to say?
4: Well, I have the honor of working for David Harwitz at the Freedom Center. And you can see any of our articles at frontpagemag.com. All right. Thanks, Daniel. Great to talk to you this Friday.
1: Have a great weekend. My
4: pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: All right. You know, that's interesting. I mean, uh, Judd Dunning from Cal- must be from California, mm-hmm. too, where he was talking about gas prices being $6. And I don't know about you guys, but again, I told Chuck, I got we got our, he paid our XL bill, and it was like, whoa. I mean, whoa. it was, you know, it was almost double, not quite double, almost double Yay. what it was this time last year. And we're not doing anything any different.
2: We're freezing down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cold.
1: Time. Yeah, really in this cold thing. Um, I think one of the interesting things that's going to come out of this, I think Judd was right, the changing of the global order of things again that the the, the uh, china and russia yeah, alliance that yeah. seems to be forming and the united states and europe being alliance. weaker and weaker and weaker
2: yeah well china is now you know before when they were combined back in the 50s and 60s you know china was economically weak and russia was or at least so union is a lot stronger as today now china is the second biggest economy and and russia is much smaller but combined they make a huge one and a huge right. source of, you know, they say, well, you can't raise any money well, and plus, in Belgium. They come great, well, I'll just go plus, to
1: they and there are two leaders who are like, don't really care that they're being blasted on Twitter, right? I mean, their response is close it down. I mean, they're worse than they're worse than YouTube when it comes to censorship. Hey, and guys, I want to say, apologize. There have been a lot of great comments on the side We just had with the guests, didn't have time to get to them all, but I love the comments that you guys make here uh, who joined the Zoom meeting. Um, I want to remind everybody that you can always go to our website, Chuck and Julie com And it's got links to everything and the Zoom meeting there as well. On Monday, we're going to be talking about caucuses. Caucuses. Um, That's
2: not the mountains in Russia, but uh, <laughs> the political meetings going to be held all over the state on March first.
1: Yeah, on Tuesday. Tuesday. March Tuesday. Thursday. So um you can go, and I don't think this is necessary because you can go. I don't know if you guys you can register for your caucus. I don't really. No, it helps. it helps. It just kind of checks in and gives them an idea of how many mm-hmm. people are going there. But and um, we'll be talking Monday about there's several candidates. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about the candidates that we at least support. Um, and some of them are going on the by the petition route, but most of the candidates we support are going on the caucus route, yeah, right?
2: Conservatives tend to go by and
1: I think it's important if you can to show up to the caucus because I think the establishment no, would like important. to get to get rid of you it. Know,
2: become become a PCP, become a district captain, become all the ones because those ones are the ones of the SEC. And you know maybe we can get somebody with real republican conservative credentials one of these days um <laughs> on the republican party um so it's it's, it's really key to go to those
1: well and, and you can hear the candidates and I think like we found you know because we've been going since you've joined the the merry band of the Adams County you know freedom fighters basically I mean you become friends with these people and then also it's like-minded people so when you've got an issue or a cause that you want to promote or they want to promote everybody helps let me see real quick a couple of the columns um Oh, this is basically back to um, yeah, Dr. Donna, caucus for you. Good, Dr. Donna, thank you for that. Um, and I think that's the perfect route to go. Um, and this just back to the Green Deal. Um, Jordan Peterson said on Joe Rogan that more people are killed installing solar panels and are killed by <laughs> nuclear power. Well, and why would yeah, I mean, yes, it's nuclear power, it's it's nuclear, nope. right? I mean, that's what they like, they they've taken over Chernobyl. I'm like, wasn't that That was a long time ago, right? I don't think it's, it's, yeah, it's not doing anything now. Um, You know, and I don't know, and we'll talk more obviously about Ukraine. One of the things I've noticed is it's very hard to read through the various propaganda right when trying to figure out what's going on in Ukraine well
2: well you know the ukrainians and to their credit they you know we're putting up a huge fight. Oh in. good
1: for them yeah. Yeah,
2: we're doing huge losses and you know really maybe maybe they are uh, and the soviet union would or russia would say no we're, we're
1: yeah, we're, 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 we're doing we're. it. We're doing the it. The fact
2: that the Zelensky said that uh, it's going to be a tough night tonight. Uh, it, wow. that's <laughs>
1: Well, and I have, all the, I have like all the Western analysts who say this is much tougher than Putin thought it was going to be. Like, how tough did they? That, how do they know what Putin Why did he put it? all those troops on the border then yet? So <laughs> anyway, that'll do it for us on this party Friday. Everyone have a great weekend. Thank you to Judd. Thank you to Daniel. Thank you to TJ for running me, for, for keeping us straight um, and on the air. <laughs> and we'll
2: see you Monday about the caucuses and how you can make a real difference.
1: All right.